I'm going to need a lawyer to defend me because I messed things up. Anyway, podcast back for another episode. How is everybody? We've got uh, lots to discuss, including the amount of evidence that was handed over in the Gilgo Beach murders case is insane. I don't know if it's the most in like human history, but it seems like a lot. It seems like an awful lot. Uh, Lizzo's lawsuit is shocking. She was sued by former dancers of hers. You won't believe what they're alleging. It's kind of crazy. Um, do we have Tom Cruise's next girlfriend? You might be shocked. If you saw the thumbnail for this episode, you might already know. But I was angered when I learned who Tom Cruise's next girlfriend might be. Plus, Sharon Osbourne is talking about being on Ozempic. Uh, the China Zoo Bear controversy and how the UK is coming to their defense. Justin Trudeau and his wife are splitting. And finally, happy birthday to the one and only Jay Sabs. She is 39 today. <laughs> See what I did there? It's not 39. Uh, either way, we love Jay Sabs. We wish her a happy birthday. If you've entertained, if you've ever been entertained by Jay Sabs, I hope you'll drop a comment. Shout out in the tweets, the emails, the Instagram stories, however you do it. She would love to see it. Make sure you uh, give her a big happy birthday on this big day for JSAP. All right. The Gilgo Beach case is ongoing. Um, they've been doing their little things, court appearances, all that kind of stuff. Today... They were in court and the prosecutors handed over evidence to the defense and they handed over a hard drive with eight terabytes of information on it. Eight. Eight terabytes. Dear Lord. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it because it's a 13 year case and you look at how much they've combed over that house they were there for like a week and a half or something crazy like that but for the love of all things that are made of sponge cake eight eight terabytes of evidence i mean i would quit i would quit i mean i'm not a lawyer clearly i'm a podcaster but eight anybody handed me eight terabytes if you handed me I'm trying to think of what I what I absolutely if you handed me eight terabytes of cinematic and beautifully shot Oreo cookie cakes, I would give it back to you. I'd be like, this is too much. I cannot handle eight terabytes of something I love, let alone eight terabytes of something that I have to read over and just like continue. Like, I mean, you have to really believe this guy didn't do it. In order to be like, yeah, give me the eight terabytes. We're going to read it. Don't you worry, Rex. Don't you worry. We're going to get you out of this. We got the eight terabytes. We're going to take the weekend. We're going to peruse it. We're going to see what we could do. We're going to get you out of this, young man. Don't you have, you don't have nothing to worry about. You're coming home with us, big dog. I mean, listen, I've known Frank since the fourth grade. And I would do at damn near anything for him. And we found out today what I wouldn't do. And that's read eight terabytes worth of information to keep him out of jail. If somebody handed me eight terabytes of evidence and said, here you go. If you really think Frank didn't do it, you'll find the information in here. I'd be like, nah. 
I would say this. I go, eh, maybe if we were 25 and he had his whole life ahead of him, but we're 40 at this point. What? Ain't nothing Frank's going to do from here on out that's going to amaze anybody. Let's be honest. Me either. I'm not, don't think I'm shitting on Frank. I'm, me either. I'm just saying, uh, you know, eight terabytes for the love of God. I mean, I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. If you said to me, the David Chase, the creator of The Sopranos, has written what happens to Tony Soprano after the screen goes black and it's eight terabytes worth of script. Here you go. Read it, Ant. I would be like, fuck it. I don't know. I'll just make it up on my own. I'll, I'll use my own imagination to decide what happened to Tony Soprano. I don't need, I don't need to read this. If you had, I'm not, I mean, honestly, like I can't, eight terabytes? I mean, who collected that evidence? Erin? <laughs> Joking. She did write a 500-page book. That is impressive. Eight terabytes of information. I can't even. I mean, again, I look, I, I know he was an architect, and I know he lived in Massapequa Park, which is an affluent area, but he had the worst house in that area. And he's a creeper. So my point is, is how much money could he have? Because the only thing that could possibly motivate me to read all that information is money. And if I'm that lawyer, I'm thinking like you just you got to it's time to carve out a kidney. It's time to put a kidney on the black market, sell it, see what we can get, because that's the kind of money I'm going to need to go ahead and go through eight terabytes of information. I just don't see it. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't believe that this guy didn't friggin do it just by the look of him. I mean, if I were the prosecutors, I'd be like, your honor, just, just look at this guy. I mean, you really think you can kill anybody? Yeah, I'd go to the jury. Jury, look at just look, just just look. Do we? Ha I mean, do you need to see the DNA evidence? I know if I was on that jury, I'd be like, nope, nope, I don't. Guilty, absolutely guilty. Uh, Suffolk DA Raymond Tierney told reporters outside the courthouse, "This is a 13-year case, so as you see, we have a great deal of information, evidence, photographs, and reports to provide the defense counsel." My lord, I would quit. I mean, I would have quit once I saw Rex Human to begin with, but this would have definitely made me quit. Uh, so lots of luck to them in that whole case. By the way, still don't know if they've tied it up to the fourth body. Still three victims as of right now. And no more word on if James Burke was involved, but don't you worry about it. The AOA team of investigators has their eye on this case, and uh, we are not going to let it go until it comes to a conclusion. Something that we're going to keep an eye on and keep updating you on. Um, Lizzo, the Lizzo lawsuit. Let me start by saying I'm a massive Lizzo fan. I mean, massive. I love this girl from the moment she dropped her first record. Uh, back in your old pal Ant's music DJ days on radio, I was really in tune with new music. So I was always on top of like who I was on this like list where they would send me music first before it even came out even. And uh, so I was even after I left the, the the station where I had to kind of do all that stuff on, I was still on that list and still just kind of like on top of like all the new music. And I have loved Lizzo from the first second she dropped the record. I can't even remember what what year it was. Um, but then I saw her do the NPR has this great segment called Tiny Desk Concerts. And she went on there where they literally like invite you to their office and they stick in the corner by a tiny desk and they just record a performance. It's a really great series. It's one of the great things that NPR does. 
And I saw her play the flute on there. And I was like, I will be a fan of this woman forever, which is absolutely forever. I just love everything about her. She's big. She's got a massive amount of talent and she plays the flute. I mean, there's nothing in that that I don't love uh, being your old pal Anne. But this was surprising. This kind of made me go, hold on a second. Lizzo's former dancers say that she forced them to eat. Let me also say this. Let me also say this. You go through life. And for me, it's been just about 40 years. And you think you've seen and heard it all. And you also think being in radio, and I started in radio in college during the shock jock days when everybody was trying to do the most shocking things ever. Um, and I did a lot of stupid things back then. And then, I mean, it's just, it's been an insane 20 some odd year career in radio and entertainment. I've done a lot of stupid things. I've read a lot of people who have done stupid things. I've never thought of this. What Lizzo is being sued for has never occurred to me. Um, I didn't think it was a thing. I wasn't even sure people could be creative enough to do this. But her dancers are accusing her, Lizzo, of forcing them to eat bananas out of the hoo-ha of sex workers. Granted, not to defend her, it was in Amsterdam. And I say that because if it was in Vermont, wouldn't you be that much more shocked? Like if I said it's in Amsterdam, you're like, oh, that's kind of, oh, Am well, Amsterdam. But if I was like in Vermont, you would be like, holy shit, in Vermont? What the fuck? I mean, if I was like, it happened in Vegas, you're like, all right, some crazy shit happens in Vegas. I fucking get it. Um, but Vermont, it's a little less surprising. It's a little bit more surprising. Amsterdam is a little less surprising, but surprising nonetheless. Like when I read this, I go, I didn't even know you could do that. Like I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. Like I didn't even know you could be like, can I pay you money? And could you put this banana? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then let her eat it out of it. Like I, I, it just never. It doesn't. Nothing computes. Nothing computes to me. This is what it must felt like if you were living next door to the Wright brothers, and they were like, "No, the plane we built it, and it's got wing, and it's gonna go right." You'd be like, "What? Are you fucking? Are you crazy? You're gonna die." Now I know what that. I know what it's like to be the Wright brothers' neighbor. Now I know what it feels like. You know, I watched, uh, I love watch. Oh my God. I'm such an old white man. It's disgusting. It's disgusting how old of a white man I am. I, I just can't get enough history. And I'm watching the, uh, John Adams miniseries on HBO again. And there's this amazing scene where they, uh, gather in Paris or you're there somewhere in Europe. Who gives a shit? And it's the first air balloon going up and they're heating it and john and john adams is sitting there john adams the guy who again forefather independence did the whole thing genius brilliant all that he's looking at the hot air balloon and he goes this is bullshit it's never gonna go off the ground and then they goes off of the ground and he's just like befuddled that is how i felt when i read the story of lizzo forcing dancers to eat bananas out of 
Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Didn't even know it could exist. Didn't even know something like that was possible. Um, plaintiffs Ariana Davis and Crystal Williams claim in the lawsuits filed Tuesday obtained by page six that they were eventually fired while the third plaintiff, Noel Rodriguez, resigned over Lizzo's stunning behavior. While on a concert trip in Germany, the Grammy award-winning artist uh, went to Amsterdam in February 2023. The plaintiffs claimed Lizzo invited them out for a night on the town, which ended in the city's red light district. The area is known for its sex theaters, obviously, and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, lawsuit states things quickly got out of hand. Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns touching the new performers, catching apparatuses, self, self-loving devices, launched from the performers, oops, and then also eating the uh, bananas. Uh, the suit also claims that Lizzo allegedly pressured and goaded Davis into touching one nude performer's hooties. Uh, the plaintiffs claim that just a month later, Lizzo deceived them once again in attending a nude show, thereby robbing them of their the choice not to participate, the document state. Davis also claimed in a lawsuit that at one point she had no choice but to soil herself on stage during an excruciating re-audition, fearing the repercussions of excusing herself to go to the restroom. Eventually, Lizzo allegedly fired Davis on the spot after learning Davis had recorded one of her meetings, uh, even though it was in order to have a copy of the notes. Rodriguez resigned shortly after out of solidarity with Davis and the disrespect Lizzo allegedly showed her. The lawsuit claims that she feared Lizzo intended to hit her and would have done so if the other dancers had not intervened. I am a little surprised. And again, I feel like I can't give an unbiased opinion here because I love Lizzo. I'm a huge fan. I just can't see her getting that angry and mad. Also, this feels like male behavior. And when a female is accused of doing something like this, I am sorry, but I have a hard time believing it. Not saying that it's not true. It could absolutely be true, but I have a hard time envisioning it. If you're telling me that this was like a male performer, I would be like, yeah, sounds like what a piece of shit would do. But a female, I don't know, especially like Lizzo, somebody who's so talented. I just hold these people on high regard. And I'm fully admitting that I'm absolutely at fault for that. I could be totally wrong. She could be this kind of a person. You know, she really could be. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is when you have a struggling artist or somebody who doesn't have a lot of money, and then all of a sudden they have a shit ton of money, they do crazy things. You know, they do, like, nutty, insane things. Uh, we all do it. I went on a run in uh, Atlantic City one weekend and I got myself one of those, like, four-foot-tall milkshakes, drank almost half of it. Spent the whole next day just shitting myself, absolutely pooping all over the place. Couldn't hold in a poop. Because I'm lactose intolerant and I refuse to believe it. But I was like, hey, I got 600 bucks in my pocket. That's a $90 Sunday. I'm going to fuck it. You know, so I get it. You know, things get crazy when you got a little extra scratch in your old pocket. Uh, but the Sunday did not have a banana on it. I just don't know why I feel the need to put that out there, but feel the need to put that out there. Um, I am going to read every single comment on this episode, both live and from a replay crew, love you, on whether or not you think Lizzo really did this, because I would love to know your thoughts. Again, I feel like if you're not like a fan, you could come at it from an unbiased angle, but I have a hard time believing she would do this. Also, there might be video out there that could prove it pretty quickly, so we'll wait and see. 
Uh, Tom Cruise. Okay, this is more tabloidy rumors, you know, sources telling radar online kind of bullshit, but it's not unplausible. But the story is, according to some sources, people in the know, people close to those who are close to people in the know, whatever they were saying these days, um, from the mirror, that Tom Cruise has set his eyes on Sofia Vergara, which is very upsetting for me because I was kind of hoping that in a weird way, on her way to the Hamptons, her car would break down relatively close to my house. We would have a meet-cute moment. We'd bunk our heads as I was trying to like fix her tires. We'd fall in love. I'd bring her home. Cuddles would be like, oh, you know what? We do need to be married to Sofia Vergara. Let's do it all together. And we'd have a nice little thruple with a little extra scratch. And then guess what? All of a sudden, the kids can go to Harvard. Don't think that I'm doing it just for me and sexual fantasies. I also know that Sophia has what it takes to get my children into Harvard. And if you've ever met my children, they're going to need all the help that they can get because they are not, not too smart, not ready for Harvard. Uh, but Sophia, I think, can hire enough tutors to get them there and pay for it all eventually. So that's why I'm doing this. That's why the fantasies of fixing Sophia Vergara's tire on the way to the Hamptons occur in my head. It's not me. I'm not being selfish. I want my kids to have a better life. Um, anyway, and I can't compete with Tom Cruise. I don't know if you know this, but I don't do my own stunts. Um, as dangerous as I get is, you know, when I decide to do a podcast outside. If you watch the last episode, that was the biggest stunt I've ever done in my life is go like this. What if I put the microphone and camera outside? What would happen? Because it might rain. Um, that was the most dangerous stunt I've ever did. Tom Cruise drove a motorcycle at 90 miles an hour off a massive cliff and just let it go. Just let it go. Just was hoping that a parachute would open. So, you know, him and I. Thin, godlike, and handsome, <laughs> Italian, lactose intolerant, and uh, not as wealthy. Um, you know, so there's some differences there. I can't compete with Tom Cruise. He saved the movie industry. Like twice. Once with Top Gun Maverick and once with uh, fucking Mission Impossible. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, Victoria, Aunt, you're killing me. Uh, I'm glad I'm doing something because I'm not doing what Tom Cruise is doing. That's for damn sure. Tom Cruise is killing it out there. Could you imagine being so famous? Because this is how this shit happens. Like, I want you to know, like, just because they're celebrities, they're not above high school bullshit. You know what I mean? They're just not. They're not past, hey, uh, who's the newspaper person you know? Tell them, tell them, like, wouldn't it be, you know, it would be interesting if I dated Sofia Vergara? I have more to this, by the way. And, that, and, that, and then they call up the mirror and they go, you know, somebody, I heard, overheard Tom Cruise talking about Sofia Vergara. What if they're going to be the next kid? And then they put the fucking article out and then everybody tweets about it. And Sofia Vergara is like, oh, isn't that funny and interesting? And they run into each other, you know, at the gas station on the way to the Hamptons. And then he fixes her tire. And then she's like, oh, I remember reading all those crazy things. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Let's go get a cocktail. And that's it. And that's it. And that's how your old pal, old pal aunt has no shot. Little known fact. 
Uh, Tom Cruise dated Sofia Vergara back in 2005, very, very briefly. In fact, they weren't even rumored to be dating. They were just seen once or twice in uh, Beverly Hills. And that was just before he hooked up with Katie Holmes and then jumped over Oprah's couch and was declared a nutball uh, by everybody who saw him in the whole Scientology thing. So just before all that craziness happened, he went out with Sofia Vergara a couple of times, who back in 2005 was a celebrity, but nowhere near the status she is now, having gone through Modern Family and then the subsequent films and other things that she's done uh, since then. She is far bigger now in 2023 than she was in 2005. So this could be the next big super couple. This could be the next Benefer. Tom Cruise and Sofia Vergara. Tofia. Mm, Cruz Gara. Vera Cruz. So Cruz. I don't know. Somebody will come up with something snappy. Clearly, I couldn't. But that's that. Tom Cruise, as if he didn't have enough in this world, now is going to get uh, Sofia Vergara. I hope she doesn't go out with him. But let's be honest. Definitely an improvement over that Joe. I don't even remember his name. Who gives a shit about that guy, right? Never liked him. Mango, 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 not going to date Sophia anymore. Um, Sharon Osbourne on Ozempic. I, you know, your old pal Ann has become obsessed with Ozempic. I hear a lot of things. I had a couple of people tell me, like, it's really good for you. It's like a game changer. And then somebody told me, like, no, it does some pretty terrible things to you. And then I'm kind of like in this world. Now I'm interested. Like, if we can't find a consensus, now I want to kind of, like, see what's going on. And Sharon Osbourne reveals that there are some sickening side effects when it comes to Ozempic that are, quote, gruesome. And she says, you change, you know. Um, she was on Bill Maher's podcast, and she said, quote, it's different for everybody. But for me, the first few weeks was fucking shit because you just throw up all the time. You feel so nauseous. After a couple of weeks, it goes, and then you're just fine. You feel nothing, just not hungry. Ozempic, of course, the type two diabetes treatment, uh, but in recent months, it has exploded in popularity as a weight loss tool. I would say more than in recent months, probably last year or so. Uh, she didn't specifically say that she was taking Ozempic. She said that she had used the fucking ejection that everybody takes. Uh, which Mar jokingly called the Olympic. So there you go. Another person who's got a little bit more to contribute to the whole Ozempic thing. I just don't know. I mean, I, you know, listen, we all want to take a miracle drug, right? To get us, you know, to get us back into shape. But I have a hard time believing that it exists. This is the closest thing that I've been like, oh, okay. Because I literally, I know somebody who went to a doctor and the doctor was like, it's fine to take. You can take it. And they were like, okay. And then, you know, that was it. And then I started hearing some of these horror stories. And now you hear a whole bunch of horror stories. And now I just don't know, you know. And it also could be like the kind of thing where it's like, it's pretty good for the most part. And that's why it got approved. But, you know, once you start, when you go from this many people taking it to this many people taking it, you're going to start to see a lot more different reactions. You're going to start to learn a lot more, you know. Uh, Paige, my sister and her husband are both now taking Ozempic. I more and more I hear a lot of people say that they know somebody who's taking Ozempic or they're taking Ozempic themselves. 
Yeah, more and more. It just feels like it's our, you know, I don't know, drug du jour. I don't know if we had a lot more like this, but I feel like there's been times where drugs are kind of like, you know, medicines, whatever, are casually taken, you know, and then they become like this popular thing. Um, and Ozempic feels like this is the drug of our time right now. This is what everybody is going to be into. A lot of the times it's like weight loss stuff, but it always winds up backfiring. That's the thing. Like, you know, even something like this, you got to look at it and go, I, me, I don't know if I would take Ozempic. I've definitely thought about it. I've talked about it before. Like I've definitely thought about it, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, I don't know. I feel like you got to give that shit five years to run its course and see what's what, you know, you really got to kind of just wait and see like, huh, how, well, what could be happening here? How bad could this be? You know, you just got to give it some time. Um, Paige also, I heard this too. Once you stop taking it, the weight comes right back. It rebounds. It is a bitch that we've not found a quick fix to this fucking weight loss thing, but it's the truth. You know, even if you diet and you exercise, you got to keep that shit up. It's a lifestyle. You know, it really is a lifestyle. There's no two ways around it. I know there's some of these quick fixes and it looks like this might be the best quick fix of all. But it's still kind of like somebody told me that it just weakens your bone uh, density. And that terrifies me, you know, because shit side effects like that, the kind of side effects that like, you can start the damage now, but you won't feel it until 20 years later. Fucking terrifies me. It ter- That's why I don't smoke. You know, honestly, that, that idea of like, I'm just going to have all these complications a lot more later in life and get it be all fucked up. No, thank you. Not interested. Not interested at all. Um, Ozempic won't tighten all that leftover loose skin. Yeah, that's true. I saw a dude, I saw a dude the other day and he had that, um, he had like just lost massive amounts of weight and he was just all fucking loose hanging skin. And I was like, what a bitch, what a bitch. You do all that hard work. You're like, I'm going to take my shirt off at the beach one day. And then, and then you just, and you like still can't take your shirt off at the beach and be proud of it. That sucks. That fucking sucks. Most people I know, though, who go through that say they go, they go to, uh, they get surgery, they get surgery to remove all that loose skin. I think that's the only way to really do it, you know. Uh, hey, would you blow me with some advice here? Which I like getting medical advice from. Hey, would you blow me? Uh, fat cells don't go away; they swell and shrink. But unless you lipo, fat cells will always be there. Uh, <laughs> I like this from Paul too. Ozempic has a microchip in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, all right. That's the uh, Sharon Osborne Ozempic thing. It makes you throw up. And pee. that's the other thing, too. Is it really worth it? I mean, it sucks going to the gym. Believe me, it blows. But at least you're not like risking your life. I don't know. It's something about life preservation. The older I get, I want to stay alive more. It's kind of weird, isn't it? When you're young, you're like, yeah, fuck it. I'll jump off that thing with everybody. You're fucking hammered as all hell. You're like, we should jump off the top of that. And you're like, hell yeah. And now you're kind of like, oh, I can't take that shot. It could it could be problems. It could be issues 25 years later in life. What is that? Self-preservation. Yuck. Uh, but I got it. It's true. I hate that I have it, but I got it. Um, it's why I don't, that's why I never was Tom Cruise. That's why I never made it as a movie star. It has nothing to do with the face. 
Uh, anyway, this uh, China bear standing waving controversy. I'm sure you've seen the video by now, right? There's there there's this uh, zoo in China. This fucking bear is standing on two hands waving at people, and everybody's like, "Look at these bastards!" And they dressed up a guy in a freaking bear suit, and that's what I paid all this money for, you know? Total bullshit. Everybody's ready to charge China. We all forgave China for the for the pandemic, but we're like, this shit will not stand. How dare you try and pass off a fake bear to us? Well, it turns out today that a zoo over in the UK published the same exact video. They have another bear that does the same shit. And experts are saying that is a real bear at the Hangzhou Zoo in China. Hangzhou Zoo. Great name. That's a great name. Uh, managers of Paradise Wildlife Park in... Hurt, Hertfordshire, England. Not a good name. Not a good name. English. Need to learn from my Chinese friends. I had to name some shit. Make it rhyme a little bit. It always helps. Hertfordshire sucks. Uh, anyway, over there, Paradise Wildlife Park in Hertfordshire, England. They've come out in support of the Chinese zoo, saying that the sun bears often display mannerisms that make them look like they're humans in disguise. That's true. I once saw a bear like this take cocaine, film an entire movie. Now, I didn't watch the whole movie, but I saw the trailer, and it was pretty convincing. It was pretty convincing. In order to support its claim, the park posted some adorable footage of one of their own bears standing on his hind legs doing the same thing. See? So we all overreacted. Let's get off China's back. They got real bears. Everything is real over there. It's all legit. It's fine. Everybody calm down. Take it easy on the bears. Um, this was upsetting. You ever find yourself getting upset over something that you really don't give a shit about? Is that also a weird... I think I'm going through menopause because I'm very emotional this week. Uh, Justin Trudeau and his wife have split. They made the announcement earlier today. They've signed some documents. It's a legal separation. They're going their separate ways. They're like high school sweethearts. I couldn't, I wouldn't throw Justin Trudeau a fucking, uh, you know, floaty if he was drowning. I just don't give a shit. I mean, I like the guy because he runs the country that invented hockey. That's, that's really, he ain't my president or prime minister or whatever the fuck. Prime minister's Canadian, by the way, for president. If those of you guys don't speak Canadian that are listening or watching, I'm here to translate for you. Don't worry. I got you covered. Um, but yeah, I don't know wh what it was. I started reading this article and I'm like, oh, that's kind of sad. 51 years old. Uh, she's 48. They first met as children in Montreal. They were just adorable little children. They got three kids and uh, Splitsville, which makes me think, I mean, it, stuff like this kind of fascinates me because it's like, you know, not that like having money solves everything. But having money, running a country, personal security, private planes, shouldn't that help? Shouldn't that help a little? You know, I mean, I get people, I guess people just have their problems, but, you know, I don't know. I feel like, wait, what do most divorced couples fight over? Uh, money problems. Okay, that's not an issue there. Uh, you know, uh, there's no time because there's a, they're always working. Like I said, it's money problems. 
or the kids or, you know, the families or, or whatever the case is, you know, I would think that running a country would alleviate a lot of those issues, you know, and you're frying, you're frying and you're frying food all the time and you're flying private. You know, I mean, what is better than not having to show up? At, this guy doesn't have to carry a passport. He doesn't have to go through security lines. Nobody's frisking him at TSA. What are they arguing about? What, what do they have a fight about? What do you want for dinner tonight? Like, all, think of all the things you hate about your husband or wife, right? They never pick a dinner. They never, wait, what do you want to eat tonight? I don't know, whatever our private chef is making, it'll be fun. Like, not, they just all, what do they, what do they argue about? I don't understand. I don't get it. I mean, it's got to be like the great, I mean, okay, you don't have, uh, you know, privacy. All right. Little privacy taken down a notch. Okay. I get that. I understand. But I mean, you got to kind of be like, well, you know, guys, the leader of uh, Canada, you know, well, you know, what could, all right. So he's got to go off and, you know, do a bunch of presidential shit every now and then. Maybe he has a little less time, but still, it's kind of, you know, think of all the time you're saving by not going through TSA. You know, I mean, I don't have one of those pre-check things, but everybody who has one just will not shut up about how great it is. He's saving 45 minutes. You know, every time he works a little extra late, there's another 45 minutes he saved going through the whole TSA thing. It kind of, It balances out. It balances out. I'm just saying if I was the Trudeau's marriage counselor, I think I'd have kept them together. I'm not saying whoever was their counselor did a shitty job. I'm just saying I would have done a better one. I'm just saying I would have done a far better one. I would have kept them Trudeau's together for the long haul. I mean, together since they were children in Montreal. They got three kids of their own, and now they're going Splitsville. Very sad and disappointing. Very, very sad and disappointing. It, it's often, again, it's one of those great mysteries to me, the divorce. It really is. Now, look, I know people are in, people get into bad relationships. You get into relationships with people who are abusive, totally divorce understandable, you know? You get into relationships. But, you know, when you get into a relationship with somebody who's like selfish or, you know, doesn't understand how a marriage works, that it's give and take and, some days you're you're picking up and carrying more of the weight. Other days your partner's going to be there doing that for you. You know, like those important things of what makes a marriage work. It's it's very hard to come by and find that right mix. And you know, and it's not always you know the thing with this with marriage. You know, I find it's not it's not always even. It's not always there. Like you know, some days cuddles you know picks up the whole load and just plows forward and some days I do and some days it's like oh she's really doing a lot more than me you know and some days it is the reverse a lot less but you know some more so her carrying things than me but still it's not the point but the point is you make it work right you figure out how to get to the next day the next month and the next year and you find your little joys in those beautiful little moments that you share together you know like the touching of a back when you walk into a room or, you know, the, the kiss good night or the kiss good morning, you know, uh, leaving that extra piece of meat <laughs> so your husband can eat it, you know, leaving that crust on the pizza so your wife can eat it. You know, you find those beautiful little things to, to keep each other happy. I, 
maybe it's because I haven't been there or haven't gotten there yet, you know, with cuddles, God forbid, I hope it's not yet, but you know, where that kind of, that kind of stuff just runs down and people have no more, like no more choice, but I don't know, like the amount of people that you talk to that go to a counselor and it just doesn't work out. It, it, I am surprised and I would love to get everybody's impression on that. Like, cause you know, when you go to a counselor, it's just like going to a doctor, you go there, you expect them to fix whatever it is, you know, uh, you expect them to be able to figure it out. Sometimes it just doesn't listen. I've seen, I've seen couples and I'm not going to get into who, but you know, you see couples where like one of them is just a real dick and an idiot and a piece of shit. And you're like, yeah, you should leave that person. I get it. There's nothing you could do. Like like beating a dead horse. You know, people, uh, you can't get closer. Family members of mine that have split. And like, I was devastated at the time. And now it's been like eight, 10 years. And you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. There's, there is only like nothing was going to save this because you literally can't change this person. You know, I so like, I totally understand it now. Um, but you know, I, why I still have a hard time with even that is when you look at a person, they go, they just can't change. It still bugs me that they can't change, you know, like you got to say to yourself, all right, I got to just, I, I have to change. I have to adapt and evolve and you know figure it out and you know that happens by the way that's a challenge with with marriage because the person that you marry is not the person that you're married to 20 years later 30 years 40 years later things change and evolve you know i should be giving out marriage advice i mean we're only i don't know i'm not sure but it's not a long time in it's eight years i know um but like Huddles and I's marriage changed with kids. You know, we have to approach things far differently now. You know, like before kids, we were free. We were far wealthier. <laughs> we were happier. Now it's kind of like we were, we've been attacked by an enemy and we better stick together or else we're not going to make it. And we just talk about the old days. Like, like those war movies when we're like, yeah, you know, back in Brooklyn, when we used to get hot dogs. I can't wait to go back there and, and, and get a, you know, get a big old Frankfurter with mustard on it. You know, that's what we talk about now. That's, that's us. Cuddles and I in bed is the fucking group of soldiers who are taking a break on the side of the road, talking about what they're going to do when the war's over. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're going to just, you know, we're going to snow. We're gonna we're gonna nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> we're gonna enjoy a walk on the beach at sunset without having to be like, stop that, put that down, don't hit your sister, you know that kind of shit. Anyway, uh, I feel like this is naive and talking, but you look at like a a couple like Trudeau and three beautiful kids. The guy's a a, a leader. I understand there's more responsibility and less privacy, but. You know, you look at it and you go, how does that not work? You know, what, what are we missing here? How does that just not, how do they not make it through? I just don't know. But maybe, maybe one of them is a huge piece of shit. Who knows? Trudeau did do, go blackface once. We've never forgotten that. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, I wonder if that's what the wife is hung up on. Happy birthdays to J Sabs. This is her actual birthday. I believe we'll be celebrating for the rest of August, same way she made us do last year. Um, I remember last year, uh, J Sabs goes, You know, I'm mad at you that you didn't say you, you didn't wish me a happy birthday. And I go, but I did it the last six days in a row. I didn't realize I had to do it for the full week. She goes, no, the full week, motherfucker. She goes, the full week. And now it's two weeks because you've missed a day. So I was in the doghouse, in J-Seb's doghouse last year. It was rough. It was a, it was a tough one, you know? Um, I think we gave out J-Seb's. Somebody's asking, Lisa's asking for J-Seb's uh, Instagram. I think we gave it out once. I don't know. I'll ask her if we can give it out again. But she does read all the comments. I did see her pop into the live chat mo moments ago. So appreciate. Oh, there she is. She's still here. Uh, don't know if you want to give out your uh, Instagram or Twitter or whatever the fuck, JSABs. You just let me know. Put it in the chat if you want it out there. Um, so big happy birthday to JSABs. I mean, my God, she puts up with me and Frank. That's not easy. Uh, she definitely wants a split from us. That's for sure. But I get that. We're annoying. We're you know, we're idiots. Um, so if you want to write, uh, <laughs> does a, she's like, I need more happy birthdays. I need more. <laughs> I just need more. Um, da J money. Is that DJ Da J money? I don't even get it. Is that on Instagram? I think it's on Instagram. If everybody wants to, uh, send Janine a nice message, a nice happy birthday message. I'll tell you, you know what Janine loves? Uh, pictures of feet, penises, uh, moist vaginas, uh, moist anything, cookies, dunk cookies in milk, send, that, send a picture of that to her. She loves that shit. She loves that kind of shit. Um, submersibles, send her pictures of submersibles. <laughs> These are all of J Sab's favorite things that she will love you forever for. Um, somebody said, I forgive me, I don't know who, but before the pre-show, homeless men that well, no, she really loves homeless men. That old men, yeah, all that stuff. Definitely see, oh yay, cookies and milk. She just put that in the chat. She loves cookies and milk. Loves them. Uh somebody said, like, oh, they're not covering the the Trump thing. I feel like we're a day late on it. That's why we didn't make it a big deal. I mean, it's third indictment for, for Trump. Um, yeah, there you go. Diane, Pop I also got third indictment for Kaba gift. Kaba BD. I don't know what Kaba is. But yes, third indictment trifecta, um, triple crown of indictments. Uh, that's President Trump. He's uh, got another one. I think he goes tomorrow, so that'll be a big uh, thing for everybody covering the news tomorrow. Everybody says this is a bad one. You know, I put a I put a tweet out. I put an Instagram out. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can get all you can get links to all our stuff at anthonydonair.com. All our socials are up there. I don't know what our socials are where, but I put a thing out on Instagram and I put it on Twitter too. I got a lot more traction on the gram which was my statement was yesterday when this is all coming down on Trumpsky was if, Oh, does everybody agree with the statement that if Ron DeSantis 
condemned Trump for what he did on January 6th and distanced himself from Trump, you know, and said that that was bad and he deserves to be indicted. And, you know, we believe in the, the, the rule of law we believe in. If DeSantis said that yesterday, don't you think that would help him gain some popularity, i.e. win the election? Because that was my feeling. When, I, when it was all coming down yesterday, I thought to myself, I, if I was a political strategist with the DeSantis camp, first of all, I would say, well, how did it, what happened to me? Where did I go wrong? Then I would say, I think you should distance yourself from Trump. I think you should say what Trump did was bad and condemn him and say you believe that, you know, after an investigation and a grand jury of his peers, he should, you know, that's the thing that people go, oh, they weaponize the FBI. They do that. I'm sorry, but it's what our country is built on. They put it in front of a grand jury and the grand jury decided it was worthy of an indictment. Like, Average, normal, everyday citizens got together in Georgia and said, yes, this there should be an indictment here, right? So, you know, I don't, I understand the, I know why there's an argument for the whole weaponization of the, of the DOJ and FBI and all that. But at the end of the day, you still have to go to the, the grand jury process. And if you're going to say that that's fixed too, then you just don't believe in America. I mean, you just don't believe in the country. You know, you just don't because it's our system. It's the best thing that we've have. It's all we could come up with. But anyway, um, if I was a strategist, I would be like, Hey, you, and you're, you, you can't love Trump as DeSantis. That's your opponent. You have to win. You're supposed to beat that person. I would be like, Say that guy sucks. Because here's the thing. Right now, Trump's numbers have never been higher. They have n he has never had a bigger approval rating amongst voting Republicans. They are all for him. He is not lying, Trump, when he says he is murdering DeSantis in the polls. He is murdering DeSantis in the polls. I mean, it ain't even close. If you took everybody else out of the race, the fat guy from Jersey and all the other people, I can't remember who they are. If you took them all out of the race and gave DeSantis all the points that they have, he would still be losing by 30 points. I mean, you're not even close. It's time to start throwing Hail Marys if you're Ron DeSantis. You know, we mentioned, we touched this on, on this last episode. He's firing staff members. They're running out of money. You got to fundraise. But here's the thing. You've squeezed the right wing Republican thing and there's no more juice left. You've got to go to the middle if you want to win. And by the way, saying that you're for the, the rule of law, saying that you're for justice, these are under normal circumstances typical conservative views so it's not even like you're straying from what your party is you're straying from what your party has become under trump but you're talking about typical conservative values of hey let the let the law of the land rule this case and decide there's nothing wrong with that as a, a republican 
I just thought DeSantis had a chance to be like, fuck that guy. He should go through the process. Let a jury hear the case and see if he's guilty. I think it's a great move. He, he uh, clearly did wrong and blah, 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 beep, blah, blah, whatever they decide to write for him. I think he would have seen a jump in the polls. I don't think he would have lost. I think, you know, he's, he's separated himself from Trump enough that he, he probably still could be a running mate of vice president, but probably not. I think Trump is going to pick uh, the other guy, to be totally honest with you. Um, because the sanctimonious and all, yeah, it's just, it's too much. I just, it, it, you know, politicians are scumbags. They could, they always put it together and figure out a way to, to, to pick a running mate and win and go through the whole thing. So, yeah, but I, I just think it's, it's a smidge, it's a smidge too much. I think he's going to pick another candidate. You know, you're at the point now where you, you gotta, you gotta start taking bigger shots if you're DeSantis. I thought that would have been a great time to be like, fuck that guy. You know, yeah, he should go, you know, he, he should, uh, you know, serve his time and all that shit. So I put that statement out on on the gram. And I was surprised at how many people were like, no, Trump didn't do anything wrong. You know, like all this stuff. I, I was I was genuinely surprised to see some of that. I didn't really, you know, I didn't think I would. I thought I would get more like you know what yeah that would be probably probably now would be the time for DeSantis but the amount of people that were like you know Trump didn't do anything wrong and he has nothing to be you know first of all it wasn't really my question second of all I respect your opinion I, it's fine with me I don't give a shit if you think he didn't do anything wrong I, I honestly couldn't tell you how much I could not care less about it uh, but now I can't find any of the fucking answers why do these stories go away after 24 hours can we get a couple of days with these fucking things? I know these answers go somewhere else, but I'll be damned if I can find it now. Oh, anyway, it's not the fucking point. I was surprised. I thought that was a clear sign for DeSantis to step up and say something, and he didn't say shit. He's going to just, just fall off into nothingness. Like, nobody's going to give a shit about him or remember. He's going to get murdered. He's so fucking consumed with Walt Disney World and fucking... Uh, you know, trans people and fucking the books in the school. You got to get off that shit. Nobody gives a fuck, man. Honestly, nobody. You've got to win the middle if you're going to win this fucking race. You got to win the middle if you're going to win the Republican Party. You know, there are plenty of Republicans that are like, eh, not that guy. Trump's got like 63% of the vote. There's still 47% out there. And you could build off of that. You can't fucking build off of 19%. I mean, that's just pitiful. It's pitifully low. So I didn't want to do a lot on this, but uh, I also felt like it was, you know, it's a huge story. It was a big story yesterday. Outside of my DeSantis angle, there wasn't much new I can contribute to it. A lot of legal experts are saying right and left that this one's bad. Like like the last one. The first one, not so much. But this one's pretty bad. But you got to think if you're looking at three of these things, is he going to get out from under all of them and win this election? Again, I'm a gambling guy. And, you know, if you have one barrier to overcome, okay, fine. Two, that'd be kind of a miracle. Three, three I just don't know about. 
just from an odd standpoint, the fact that you can fight and win and beat three, that's that would be and win an election. That would be pretty remarkable. I mean, that would be pretty, pretty friggin' remarkable, to be totally honest with you. All right, that's it. I've run out of steam. I love you all. I love the solo shows. Uh, I mean, I obviously love doing it with Cuddles. I love doing it with J-Sabs. I loved seeing Aaron and Cuddles do it, uh, do the episode. That was amazing. Uh, I love doing it with Frank. Uh, but again, I like to to get down with you guys, you know? Uh, it would show he has balls and get more respect from voters. Thank you, Diane. That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. Like the guy, he has got to, you know, he's gotta, you can't just be like, aren't trans people terrible? Yeah, you know, you just got you gotta get it past these things. Fuck Mickey Mouse. You, you gotta just you gotta go, you know, you gotta go past some shit. You gotta go past some shit. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I know Disney's going through a struggle time right now, but Everybody's got some fucking like everybody kind of loves Disney. I know people are gonna be like, oh, do you go woke, go broke? But even those people have a fucking Mickey Mouse shirt in their goddamn house. I mean, everybody has a pot, like they're all everybody's a Disney person. Some people are crazy, nuts Disney people, other people not so much, but it's still a kind of thing. Let that shit go, dude. Shit's over, you know. Time has passed. You got to start talking about what, you know, what you're going to do for the country. Um, and not keep just appealing to your little base because it just it doesn't work. And I get it. It's scary to be like, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. It's scary. But you got to do it if you're going to win. You know. Uh, Robin, wait till Pence testifies. Yeah, this is going to be some fireworks to this one. Well, because isn't it in this one, too, that he, um, he, uh, they're, t they're going after Giuliani, too? It's like all the co-conspirators. I think that's all kind of part of it, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot there. Uh, condolences over to Sybil, who lost her mom on Sunday. That sucks. And uh, I'm glad, but AOA always brings me a laugh and brings me joy. Well, that makes me, that means the world to me and the whole crew here, Sybil. Thank you so much for that. Those are, you've, if you think we did something for you, you just did something tremendous for us. That's a really big, big compliment. I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, terrible to lose a parent. Heartbreaking. I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I, uh, not look. I, I still got both my parents, and I think about that from time to time. It just feels like the worst thing ever. Um, we lost my father-in-law a number of years ago. I still haven't gotten over that. I can't tell Cuddles though, because she was clearly heartbroken. So I got to be like strong and everything. But I was fucking devastated. I was pretty devastated about it. It's a tough thing. That's a tough thing to go through. In fact, this I love everybody to show Sybil some support. Let's forget about J Sabs. Fuck her and her selfishness and her birthday and all her bullshit. Don't even worry about writing her. Let's all write a nice thing to Sybil on YouTube's um, to help her get through this tough time. That's really where we need to to concentrate our energy. Jay Sabs has enough. I mean, I've had enough of it already. It's been too. 
We're only on day one of a 45 day birthday and I can't take it already. So let's spread some love for Sybil. Thank you, Sybil, for, for being kind to us back. I appreciate that. Victoria, I appreciate the uh, kind words there. Um, thanks for saying that. And uh, that's it for us. We're going to hop out. Uh, weird being back in the studio. I got to be honest with you. I was tempted again to go back outside. Uh, I was loving it out there, outside of the mosquitoes and everything else. I've been scratching my legs for the last uh, 48 hours. But I did like the I did like getting out of the old studio here and doing something different. So maybe we'll do that again before the the summer comes to a close. I think that'll be nice. Um, see a lot of love in the live chat for Sybil. That's you guys are the best. So kind. Our little our little AOA crew here, you AOA holes are just wonderful people. I gotta tell you, you are absolutely the best. I appreciate all of you. Sybil, our heart is with you. Jay Sams, go fuck yourself. Um, that's it. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Appreciate everything. Make sure you share and like the video on YouTube. Uh, don't forget to do so on Facebook if you're on there and watching on there. Uh, if you're on Spotify, rate and review. That always helps us out in a major way. Same thing with Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're basically everywhere else you get podcasts. So if you can, do whatever you can to help us spread the word on the old show here. Uh, until Friday. Love you all. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead. <laughs>